Welcome to episode 11 of the Mindfulness Mosh Pit podcast. My name is Philippa Bennett and I'm a life coach for metalheads. Join me each week for a bite-sized look at tips and tricks to help you boost your confidence and make your life just a little bit better with the odd interview with other metalheads mixed in for good measure. To find out more, follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. This week, I'm going to share with you how I overcame my fear of change totally the wrong way. So let's get started. Hi and welcome to this episode. Um, this is a bit of a follow-up episode actually to episode number three, which was how to overcome the fear of change. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, then please do go back and have a listen. And I thought it would be useful to to basically let you um, into my situation where I, I basically didn't allow myself to take the action steps that I needed to take in a timely manner. And I got to a breaking point where I had to break that cycle of the fear of change, but it it took its toll on my mental health. And I wanted to put this episode together to basically try and help people who have been thinking about making a change, but they haven't made that change yet because the fear is holding them back. But if it's affecting your mental health, then it's really worth taking the plunge and making that change. So just to um, just to recap on that previous episode, we talked about being stuck in the change cycle. Now, just briefly to go over that again, the change cycle is in six parts. We become discontent with the situation. That's part number one. We become increasingly unhappy. Could be any area of your life. And you kind of hang in there. You tolerate it. You ignore things. You suppress things and you deal with circumstances that make you feel uncomfortable on a a continuous basis, basically. That goes into um, stage number two, where you get to breaking point. You've got to that level of discontent. You just cannot take it anymore. You've got to breaking point. You're either exhausted or a dramatic event occurs or something triggers that break. And then you go into stage three. And stage three is where you make that decision to change the situation. So you just can't take it anymore. You can't tolerate this undesirable situation and you take the first steps towards change. And that gives you a, a short-lived sense of hope and really makes you feel a little bit better about the situation because you've got something to look forward to. And then you go into stage number four, which is fear. Now, this is usually after your feelings of improvement, as you start to feel a little bit empowered and you start to feel like that situation is going to change, that fear creeps in, you encounter some fear. You feel uncomfortable and anxious about the idea of changing. You doubt your decision. That comes in a lot. You doubt the decision that you've made and the options ahead of you don't look good. You convince yourself that you feel helpless. You don't know what to do. You're in this kind of limbo space. And that brings you into stage five, which is the amnesia. The fear of change grows so strong that it makes the original situation look much better than you originally thought. It kind of looks like, you know, it's better the devil you know. If you change, you don't know what's ahead of you. If you change things, you don't know what to expect. And you start to feel more comfortable with the previous situation. It's familiar. It's become part of your identity. And you have some resistance to actually letting go of it. And you temporarily forget why you wanted to change so badly in the first place. And then you get to stage number six, and that's backtracking. Now, most people 
they they go back to the original situation, they stick with them, they go back, they've forgotten how bad it was, and you essentially talk yourself out of changing. And that goes round and round and round and round again. Now, stage number two, that breaking point, you might actually get to a point where that takes over for you. That affects your mental health so badly that you suffer burnout or you suffer a nervous breakdown. You get to a point where it affects your health so much so that it is life changing in itself. And that's the point that I got to. I got to a point where in my life, this was good 20 years ago now, so it was well before I started my own self-development journey. I got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. I was in a situation in the UK. My father had died. I was grieving very, very heavily and I was surrounded by people in my life who weren't the healthiest people to have around me. I was constantly going out partying. I was constantly drinking. I was constantly taking recreational drugs because I was discontented with the entire situation. And I got to a breaking point and I got to this breaking point where it basically caused me to the change was huge. It caused me to pack my bags and leave the country because I couldn't take it anymore. I could not take that constant cycle of discontent, of feeling like I was going to at breaking point, drowning and drinking away my sorrows and my grief and my discontent. The fear creeping in because I was just what I was used to. The people around me was what I was used to. I would forget how bad I felt on a Monday every single week with that come down on a Wednesday every single week and I would backtrack and go back into the situation. I was in a job that I hated. I absolutely loathed the job I was in back then. It was on a um, a customer service helpline and we were verbally attacked day on day. It was just the most awful job I've ever had. But I kept backtracking to it and I went through this cycle for a good 18 months. Now that doesn't seem like a very long time in in the scheme of things, but it really, really, really impacted on my mental health. And I remember the breaking point. I remember it as vividly as it was yesterday. And it was another one of those situations where I I believe it was bank holiday Monday in May. And all our friends, myself and my friends had gone to a beer festival in the town where I lived. And everybody had had too much to drink. and People were arguing. Couples were fighting. And it was just that, that perpetual situation that happened time and time again. And I made that decision then that I was going to leave the country. Now, the problem with that was, because that sounds like I made the change and things got better. But the problem with that was that the, the mental health issues that I was suffering at the time, I took them with me. So the change that I made... It took me out of the situation I was in, but the situation that was actually what actually needed addressing was in my head. And that's the point I want to make here. So if you're in a job or a relationship where it's not going as well as you would, you want it to, you're not happy with the relationship, you're not happy with the job, you're not happy with the situation, taking yourself out of that situation might be the healthiest thing to do. It might be the right thing to do. But really what needs to be addressed is actually why you're feeling the discontent in the first place. Because quite often I have clients come to me and they say that they're discontented with a situation. It's not actually the situation that they are discontented with. It's actually the way that they feel about the situation. And it's actually by changing the way that you feel about a situation is it will actually bring about the change in the situation itself. 
new things, new doors open up, new avenues open up when you change how you feel about a situation. So if I take myself as the example, because that's what I can do, taking myself out of that situation, what I did, it did eventually turn out to be advantageous for us. As the universe actually tends to do, if you ask for something, it does give it to you. And I did want to feel more contented with my life. It just took a lot longer than I would have hoped that it had. So actually, after I left the UK, it took another 10, 11 years after that, before I got to a point where I was working on my own self-development and feeling good. In hindsight, looking back with the experience that I have now, what I actually should have done was actually worked on my mindset back then. Because the reason why I was putting myself in this perpetual cycle of not looking after myself, drowning my sorrows, suppressing my emotions was because I was grieving and I wasn't allowing myself to deal with that. And it wasn't until a good 10 years later that I actually did allow myself to deal with that. So if I had actually allowed myself to go through and and correct, for want of a better word, my mindset back then, the situation may organically have changed for me anyway. Because it doesn't matter what you do and where you go, you always take yourself with you. So even if it's a relationship, relationships are a really common one because quite often people get into relationships where the patterns repeat themselves. It could be that you get back into an abusive relationship. It could be in a relationship that's not emotionally supportive for you. You could go, you know, women quite often, unfortunately, go for the bad boys. They get attracted to that bad boy mentality and they get into this kind of cycle of bad relationships because at the end of the day, they actually don't value themselves enough in their own self-worth to feel like they deserve better. Now, that's actually what needs addressing. That is the thing that needs to be corrected. That is the mindset that needs to be put into a growth mindset rather than this this restrictive mindset. It's not actually that they need to get out of those relationships necessarily. It's that they need to work on the mindset before they embark on the next relationship so that therefore their through is the cycle broken. And it's the same with with careers. It's the same with jobs. I very often have clients who come to me and talk to me about how it doesn't matter what job they go to. They always got really terrible colleagues or the boss is usually unsupportive or the rosters don't work out. There's always these problems that follow them around in their working life. Now, the pattern there is them. They are the person who keeps encountering those problems. So when we start to work on their own mindset, their own way that they perceive themselves, the value that they give to themselves how much they feel that they deserve better situations better jobs better people around them then the situations themselves then start to change because that is just how it works when you work on yourself internally first the situation around you has to change to match how you feel now that might sound like it's a little bit woo woo but that is how it works and I have seen it happen hundreds if not thousands of times with clients with friends with family reading things in books you know it happens all over the world all the time and that's what I wanted to bring to you this week just to as an extension on that episode three of how to overcome the fear of change um, as a, a mindset extension to that to basically show you that actually by breaking the cycle that doesn't always break the cycle because the mindset that you go into the cycle with is often what will break it um, in a more positive and more uh, 
a, a better way for you to move forward um, with your fear of change. And if you'd like to support this podcast, then please do follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. And if you have any feedback, please do email, email me at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and I'll see you again next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to support this podcast, please follow me on Instagram at the Mindfulness Mosh Pit. Thank you and see you again next week.